Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part five in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. And I think often, like, it's a good, like, in those moments, it's a good gut check of just, like, why do I want to say this? Do I want to say this to help or to harm? Ah, uh, yeah. That's a, that's a really good question to send back to somebody. If somebody says something to you, a really good clarifying question is, is that to help or to hurt? And that kind of slows the conversation down. Yeah, because sometimes I think we say things and in our minds are like, I'm just telling the truth, but it feels good to hurt someone. And, you know, I, I don't think that's ever a good thing. <laughs> no, I'll go out on a limb so. and I know that's a strong statement, but I don't think that's ever a good thing. Like, I think that we should say hard things, but I don't think we should say hard things in an effort to, to harm someone. When we say hard things, it needs to be out of a posture of tr- really trying to help them, wanting what's good for someone. And if we don't want what's good for someone, then we need to shut up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it's if the truth is going to hurt their feelings, that those oftentimes need to be said. Because if 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 I am thinking it's like, well, I I don't want to say anything that could hurt their feelings, you're just being uh, the wrong kind of empathetic. Because things need to be said. Yes. It might be good just real quick. I know this is, we're getting off topic a little bit, but we, but it's good. We've said this before on the podcast, Austin, but there's a big difference between hurt and harm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. The truth often hurts. Like you just said, like the truth hurts, but the truth doesn't harm. Like, like for, I, I love the example of like the dentist. I hate going to the dentist, right? But it's like, but going to the dentist, oftentimes, like if I've got a major issue going on, it can hurt, but the dentist is causing that hurt ultimately to help me to fix a problem, right? I never go to the dentist and the dentist harms me. Like he, like I leave worse than I, than I came in, right? Like if like that dentist needs fired, (laughs) if, if he's just causing harm, the truth does not harm but the truth can hurt at times, but that hurt should lead to flourishing. The aim of truth hurting is meant to cause healing. But if we're just going in trying to cause harm, we need to stop because that's not helpful. Here, can I give an example? This one's not, this one's funnier. If you see, if you see a guy with his fly down, the truth needs to be said, dude, your fly is down. So you can go up to them and whisper and say, your fly's down. Just before, something's in their teeth. That's a good way to do it. If the same, the same thing is if you see somebody and you're like, dude, everyone look, his fly is down. That is not, that's saying the truth, but it's doing it to hurt somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You say it in front of the group and because you want to humiliate them. Like, that's harmful. That's not helpful. Yeah, that's not helpful. Like if you tell him one on one, he might be a little humiliated. That might hurt a little bit, but you're trying to help brother out. Yeah. Yep. So again, it might yeah, what I'm saying might hurt. And that 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 means I need to press into it. But if I if I find in me that I'm wanting someone I'm wanting to cause someone harm, like I feel I would feel good if they were humiliated or they were in pain. Like that that means there's something in me that needs to be worked through. And I probably do need to be slow to speak until I, 
I need to work that out in me first before I start trying to work something out in someone else. Yeah, because and that leads so that that's the self awareness piece because it's really because if our goal is self control, if you're going to control something, you have to be aware of how it works. Yep, it's really hard to trap something that you don't know what you're looking for. Like there's the the how do we take our th- our emotions and thoughts captive? Look at it like a trap. If you're trying to trap a bear, you use a very different trap than if you were trying to trap a rabbit. They're both traps, but they're very different. So it's no, what am I trying to control? That's important. That's the self-awareness piece. Yep. And I think self-control, it, it has to do with others, and it also has to do with self. One thing I've seen around the refuge a lot, Austin, is it's like people will white-knuckle self-control with others. But then they'll go blow up personally, quietly, when no one's looking. And, um, you know, th- there's, there's an awareness piece when you're with others. But everything we're saying applies to individually as well. Like, am I not telling myself the truth personally to myself? Am I not doing the disciplines required? Um like that that's where that slowing down can be really helpful. Um cuz again, yeah, like you you brought up it's going to be hard to do when we're with other people like won't work or something. But when you're alone, when no one's watching, when no one's looking, I think that's when we really have to press into some of those other disciplines of like you know, slowing down. So that might be if you like to read, that might be like meditative scripture reading, if you like to pray, that might be meditative prayer. If you enjoy quiet, it might be just sitting in quiet for a bit. If you're really extroverted, which I'm in the middle, um, like you might need to just go on a walk. You might need to do like something active like yoga or, or, um, you know, writing, like writing out your thoughts. Um, but I think those are important when it comes to not, you know, oftentimes people, you know, will take all that negative energy that we tried to be self-controlled with other people. And then we'll just let go when we're by ourselves. Um, and ultimately that only hurt, that only hurts us and others in the end, you know? Um, yeah. Cause yeah, that, what that looks like letting, like letting go or like, uh, being out of control with yourself. So here's a very personal example. Like this weekend, uh, I misplaced something for like 15 minutes. I had no idea where it was looking for it. I just would get so and I, I can, I have felt it in my chest getting angry and angrier at myself. Like if I don't find this, then this happens and this happens and this happens. And my, my wife was trying to help me. She's just like, this isn't a big deal. We can find this. She's like, it'll be fine. And I just got angrier and angrier at myself. And I didn't disassociate from it because I was like, this is like, this isn't typical. I'm making it worse. This is just going to get like, I, I was out of control. And then when I found it, it was just kind of that re that like relief. And after the relief, it was just kind of like, why did I do that? It was, it wasn't connected to the fact that I lost something. It was because I was, I got, I became afraid of what would happen tomorrow or the next day and how people would see, see me, or I wouldn't be able to do the things that I said I was going to do. And I'd let people down or disappoint them when if i were just to explain it's like hey i can't do that because i lost something or like i would like we're gonna have to meet have a meeting a different place because i can't 
use my laptop because the charger's gone or I can't talk on the phone because my my air I lost my ear my headphones like who's really going to freak out about that just me so like I'm trying to control other people in that moment and I, that's that is so think I realized that I was trying to control other people's emotions and that's why I was getting angry because you can't control other people's emotions and that makes you feel powerless and no one wants to be powerless so all about losing something. So I think the aim here again is, you know, self-control requires self-awareness and all of that requires intentionally slowing down. And I think we've, we've, we've said several things around this topic that hopefully are helpful, but is there anything else you want to add before we, uh, before we land the plane here? It's not selfish to do this work. Um, it's not selfish to, uh, practice these things. I think people are, people are going to hear this and kind of go like, I guess, respond that there's two different ways that you can respond. It's just kind of, well, I need to alter everything about my life so I can get better at this. I need to make a giant step and do these major different things today. And then I'll, it'll, it'll help. Or it's like, that's just out of, like, I don't care. Or like, it, that's too much. I'm not going to try. Um, and I think what I hope people hear is like, these are small things that we can do. And if, if you're hearing these things, just pick one and practice that for the rest of the next 30 days. Just practice that. Not practice. I didn't say do it perfectly. I said practice it. Intentionally practice it. And it's small. And that's, that is going to have a benefit. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back soon with a new conversation. We'll see you then.